0: welcome it is finally here the first full-length episode of practically spiritual the podcast that aims to explore how spiritual practices can positively impact our mental health and well-being as well as looking at the science behind some of these practices and of course not forgetting the healing power of nature so for this first episode I invited the lovely Bex of Cosmic Cures, um, also the founder of the Moonchild Society, Crystal Healer and Astrologer Queen. I've been following Bex for a while now and we've become Insta friends for about over a year now I'd say. Her tips and insights into how to use astrology in our daily lives are just brilliant and so so helpful and insightful This was such a great chat, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. So let's join the conversation where Bex is explaining what she does. So today on The Practically Spiritual, I'm joined by Bex, the founder of Cosmic Cures, um, which is, you're an astrologer, aren't you?
1: essentially yeah I'm an astrologer it started off actually a lot more to do with crystal healing Uh, I that was kind of the main thrust of it to begin with Mm. and then I thought I'm just going to bring in my love of the moon and astrology and it kind of grew from there it was a very organic process of how it all came together but um, the cosmic cures were essentially anything holistic that Mm. can bring an element of um, kind of levelling to your life, uh, balance, harmony. So I just brought all of those things in together,
0: really. Mm. So I think what would be good to know is a bit about your background and sort of what led you to where you are now, where you grew up, that kind of thing.
1: So I grew up in a little village just between Bath and Glastonbury. So it's a kind of very rural, idyllic childhood, lots of time spent in nature, lots of time building dens, lots of time kind of creating spells and just uh, pacifying my Virgo's son of liking to be outside I have a really great memory of being younger um, wanting to spend as much time as possible outside and my dad is very very spiritual uh he is essentially my guru but he is you know a hypnotist Reiki master he is a, a, a LLP practitioner and he used to take me to Glastonbury when I was like really really young so I was collecting my first crystals around the age of like eight and nine had my first tarot cards at like 11 12 and just really loved that spiritual side of things I was always so interested in it and I was really encouraged towards it as well and I think added to the fact that I'm a very creative person and I love writing stories and I love creating magical worlds. It all just went hand in hand. And I think when you have that kind of sensibility, something like astrology, which is essentially taking myths and taking like the idea of something universal and larger and turning it into a way of creating a story of your own life, you can't fail to be interested in that and enthralled
0: by that really. I, lo- I love that it's your dad that kind of introduced you to that side of things as well. You, you call him Owly. Um Obviously, I, I met him yeah. on the meditation, uh, the meditation workshop that you did. Yeah, he's just so full of knowledge. And like you say, like a guru, I felt like I was listening to like Alan Watts or someone like that. He's, yeah, brilliant. So he was obviously a massive influence on you growing up. Yeah, massive.
1: Yeah, and I will. I spent a lot of time with him as well. Um, I was in hospital for a, quite a large portion of my childhood because um, of health issues, and he like lived in hospital with me for about a year, really. Like I had my own private room, and there's a fold down bed, and and it was when I was around the age of. 12 13 um and he was trying to get me into meditation and we would do yoga together so I had the tools from a very young age and I've seen him doing this like all the way growing up you know I remember being like a toddler and like climbing on him while he was trying to do yoga and meditation and things but I think what was great is that at quite a formative age I was very receptive to it and I was also able to communicate and ask questions and that's a really important part of like this learning process and I think that's why I've found now why I'm so enthusiastic and so driven to help other people on this path is because I'm now realizing how lucky I was from a young age to have access to this kind of information um, and that's what I want to provide now for
0: people as well. And did you notice when you were ill that the meditation helped
1: yeah, massively. I, um, I had like high blood pressure. So I, I had a kidney transplant. Um, but for years before that, my kidneys were in the process of failing and I was on a lot of medication, a lot of drugs, lost all my hair at one point, um, went very puffy at one point, like my blood pressure was spiking. So my immune system was shot. So we would do a lot of meditation surrounding building of immune system, which there have been um, like lots of research into showing that you can boost white blood cells through the act of meditation and visualization. Um, It would lower my blood pressure because I'd be in like a more calming state. Also things like Tai Chi, Qigong, yoga was great for me because I couldn't do a lot of exercise. I was like very, uh, I had a lot of fluid. So that kind of helped move the fluid around. So it was just this kind of like, a very holistic way of approaching. And I had to, what's been interesting is I also had to use the Western medicine. You know, I'd be dead without Western medicine. But at the same time, I completely think that having that eastern philosophy as well and balancing the both of them have led me to where i am now and i've had my kidney for 20 years now and you know kidneys are are they usually last anywhere between like 6 and 12 to 14 years so mine's doing so well and i definitely put that down to the fact that i've incorporated like eastern philosophies and holistic medicine into um into the western side of things as well
0: have any doctors commented on that like noticing that your kidney's still going
1: yeah yeah I yeah. was like wow you've got a great you know it's great that your body is like responding so well and that um and you've had it for so long and it's still going you know it's still flourishing um and they I, they all note the note as well that I am a very like healthy person like I don't feel like I look ill I don't act Ill. like there's nothing about me that I like to think of as being like an ill person and when I do go in for my checkups for example and you see a lot of other people in the waiting room obviously everyone is different but I think that's like a, a point in your life where you decide if you are going to try and like put yourself on this path towards becoming like essentially accepting that you want to be well and that's what I did like from such young age I was like I'm not going to be defined by the fact that I have this illness you know I'm going to be a well person in as many ways as possible and I think that's also what's made me so curious about things like crystal healing things like meditation and yoga because why not like, why, why not add these
0: strings to your bow yeah the mind is like such a powerful tool for overcoming Like mental issues physical issues I remember when I went to India um I kept I didn't I kept telling myself I'm not going to get sick I'm not going to get sick I'm not going to get sick and I went to like the hot spots where you're meant to get stomach bugs and get ill everyone else around me was getting ill I remember my friend Mikala texting me being like have you got the shits yet you deli belly yet and I was like no no she's like it's gonna come and it didn't and I honestly think that's just because I told myself I am not going to get sick because I was like, I can't handle, I couldn't deal with that over there. So yeah, the power of the mind is just, it's it's incredible, really, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And you must have such a good relationship with your dad now then through from all of this.
1: Oh, massively. Like we're like so close. Um I I love just like just sitting and listening to him like we'll be on car journeys and I just sit there in the passenger seat and just bring up a subject and just listen to him talk about it because I feel like I need a notebook sometimes but (laughs) it's just (laughs) lovely and um yeah I mean I love him to pieces absolute pieces I mean we're a very close family I've only got um it's me and my mum my dad my brother and my granny like that's it I've got no cousins Mm. no aunties no uncles and so we have a very very Close unit, um, and that feels great. It feels very supportive, and that's probably one of the reasons why I've also I'm the kind of person that I um, have always worked for myself. I've always been freelance. I've always started out my own businesses. I definitely feel that that comes from a place of stability and security in my home life because I have that kind of like base for security. So mm-hmm. that makes a big difference.
0: Yeah, because before before you were doing this, you were a drinks journalist. Is that right?
1: Drinks, but travel. I did a lot of those kind of mainly travel towards the end of it. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of actually a balance, of both like food, drinks, and travel. Um, and they kind of all merged at various points. So I might go, I went to California and wrote about Sonoma County, but with a focus on wine, for example. Wow. Mm. Um, or if I would go to uh, I went to Italy and wrote about um kind uh Florence, but it was with the focus of like the Negroni being from mm-hmm. Florence. <laughs> yeah, it's a real mix of my passions, um, essentially.
0: And at what point did you decide that you didn't want to do that anymore and you wanted to kind of go down the the other route? So I think for a
1: while I'd been wanting to give more space and give more time to my spiritual leanings. Uh, I actually, for about the year and a half previous to lockdown, I was doing a lot more wellness writing. So I was I wrote about a retreat in Thailand, for example, a sleep retreat. Um, oh, wow. or I was writing. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, or I was writing a lot more about alternative therapies, but I was incorporating it in with the travel aspect. So it's already going that way. And I was starting to hold a few uh, kind of classes and courses. My friend's really into wine. So we were doing this thing called Wicker and wine. So we do a wine tasting based on where the moon was and like incorporating mm-hmm. j- uh, journaling, astrology into that. Um, I'd done my crystal healing diploma. So all of it was starting to creep in and filter in. And I think I was becoming less satisfied with the journalism side of things. I just felt a very natural shift. I think that's what I've always done. I've never felt pushed or forced into changing my career, although I have transformed a lot and I've totally put that down to my Scorpio moon. But I've always just naturally felt like it was time to move on to something different. And the universe has always seemed to support me in that Um, much in that way definitely thinking about moving into something more spiritual and then COVID happened and I was forced home um because I had to leave London I had to isolate uh because I was in the at-risk category uh for how many months it was you know in the end of like seven months eight months or something and that just gave me a chance to really think about like reassess as many people did and um and I thought you know what I think it's just time to really put into place the structure to create something more spiritual I didn't know what it was going to be at first it was I I came up the cosmic cures because I liked the idea of like the cures being things like crystal healing astrology working with the moon um, I was gonna do a lot more like Ayurvedic things as well originally. And the idea was that you would use these kind of cosmic universal energies to help cure you of these maladies rather than just um picking up paracetamol or trying to treat the um the symptom, not the cause. And it then kind of just naturally flowed from there. As you know, I had my newsletter, I started just building up a community and thought I'm gonna create this community and see what comes of it. And then was just very much led by what the women in the community wanted and also what I felt the universe was pushing me towards. So it's, it's not even been a year yet. And it's just felt so, yeah, I guess organic is the only word that I can um, use for it because I never had like a long term plan of like, this is what I want to be doing this. This is what I want to be doing at this point. Mm-hmm. It was just led by what was needed,
0: I suppose. Did you use astrology to kind of guide you and make sure you were heading in the right direction? with
1: everything i used
0: um i
1: used my tarot cards a lot um i I use astrology in the way that i worked with my eclipses um which i've spoken about and I still do work with my um, eclipses a lot. But I'd, I'd study my chart already. Um, and, you know, there's so many things that point towards the fact that I was always going to do something very spiritual. You know, my son in the 12th house, my um, 10th house, so MC being in Cancer, Jupiter being in Pisces, uh, all of this kind of really, really shows someone that is going to be very creative, but with a more spiritual philosophy and is going to share this with the world. Um, so I knew that this was going to be part of my future. I guess the timeline thing comes in definitely more with predictive astrology. So with transits and I've spoken about like my eclipses before, but all through 2020, my eclipses are happening in my fourth house of home and security and my 10th house of career. So it made complete sense that 2020 was about returning to my home, my like o- initial, you know, my home that I've always had and working on transforming my career. So I knew that this was a time to do that. And I, this year, 2021, My eclipses were occurring in my third house of communication, of writing, of sharing, of technology, and my eleventh house of um, teaching and uh, and impart. Sorry, my ninth house of teaching and imparting knowledge and. philosophy and this year has been very much about getting into grips of technology like sharing it all on Instagram um writing more I've had like lots more writing gigs for the for astrology and the whole teaching element um I'm doing my like a live moon festival um, at Soul Circus. I've created courses now. I'm thinking about the next few courses I can write. So I use astrology in that sense to be like, hey, what's my overarching theme for the year? Um, and then kind of work around that really.
0: So you mentioned the eclipses. Like, mm. could you explain a little bit more about those so we can understand them? Like, how are they significant? Because so I always I think- thought it was like you know the full moon new moon and like your sun sign moon sign i wasn't aware that eclipses could play any part in um yeah in what's happening around you until you until i saw that you mentioned them on instagram so mm. i'm curious yeah what what do they mean so, eclipses are
1: well like really really big business in astrology um and you get solar eclipses and lunar eclipses and they occur on new moons and on full moons and so they're kind of like just supercharged new moons and full moons so Mm. whereas we do use new moons and full moons to to set intentions and notice Mm -hmm. where we need to release things or we need to cut cords eclipses Enable us to do that, but they also give us this kind of like cosmic push in that we sometimes don't really have much of a choice. Like they create these huge curveballs in our lives. um If it's a um, eclipse on a new moon, then obviously something like new will happen. There'll be a new beginning. If it's the eclipse of the full moon, then it is um something will end. You know, usually there will be some kind of culmination, and they're not always very comfortable. You know, they can come as a bit of a shock. But when you know in advance where it's going to occur, then you can be much more um, sort of like savvy with working with these energies. So whenever I look at a year in advance, whenever I look at someone's, um, oh, can you hear that? Is- yeah,
0: Sorry. <laughs> is, that, is that me or not? <laughs> someone's burning their dinner. <laughs> Shall I stop
1: that bit again? <laughs> yeah, my, my makes <laughs> um, So when we... Um, So when I look at someone's birth chart um, and I'm doing predictive astrology and looking at what's coming up for them, I always notice where their eclipses are going to land. Because depending on the house that the eclipse lands in shows where they're going to have their biggest shifts within the year. Uh, And eclipses come in cycles as well. And so you can use the eclipses to kind of almost form like, yeah, this overarching theme of how your year is going to look. And obviously there are other like individual things that come into play and um, and where Saturn is going going to be in your chart that year and where Jupiter is going to move into all different planets are going to introduce their own like flavor to what your year is going to look like but eclipses are kind of like the backbone of it all essentially.
0: Wow so they're supercharged full or new moons then I feel like I feel like everybody should maybe come and have like a reading done at the start of the year so you can like plan out the year you know where the pain points are going to be you can prepare yourself for anything yeah, yeah.
1: yeah I think I might do um yeah some kind of like all through December just get them definitely. wrapped. Up and I would give you your overview for 2022 because mm. it's really useful just because definitely you can, like, set yourself up for it then can't you
0: because mm. before like I had an idea of I can't remember how did we connected on Instagram but I don't actually remember remember how now no but, I don't know No I can't it must be through somebody maybe I don't know but anyway yeah I'm glad I did because I've learned so much from all the information that you put out from like your workshops that you do the ceremonies it's I think before this I kind of just thought of astrology as being my star sign and my type of personality but then I've learned so much more about the moon signs, rising signs, the houses, which still really confuse me. But yeah, it's so interesting. And it makes perfect sense as well, because depending on when you're born, the stars are all sitting in different positions and different um, constellations. So I don't know, to me, it makes perfect sense. And yeah, it's, I
1: mean, mean, astrology, there's the famous, Quote of like as above, so below. Mm. Um, and if we just think that we put so much credence on what we're doing, like in this day to day lifestyle, so much importance on like running here and there and like kind of micromanaging our lives, and Mm. we don't stop to actually think about the fact that we're part of this huge, huge solar system with these massive celestial bodies moving around all connected with one another because we're all orbiting around the sun and the sun is the life giver to us all the moon controls the tides you know we're mm. um connected to the moon and yet we don't take into account the fact that we also have like huge bear moths like jupiter or you know planets like saturn that are also connected in this like gravitational mm. pull um because Science just hasn't, or like, gone there. Um, hmm. Sense that, like, given us an idea of how it works with us, so it's naturally gonna have an effect on us in some kind
0: of way. Definitely. So, have there been any kind of what I'd call aha moments or any mind blowing moments that you've had with astrology, either like with yourself or when you've read someone else's chart?
1: Um, I feel like they're kind of happening
0: all the time Mm. like
1: I I, whenever I write I write the horoscopes the express I'm writing those at the moment for July and I, I naturally then look back at what I wrote for June and I you know read my own one and I did that today actually and I've you know put um for for my rising sign libra it said when cancer season begins it's gonna uh put your career into the spotlight so look for yeah. chances to really further your career and then i was like oh i'm just gonna then i had a i had an email um during uh this month that has given me a really great pra- platform to expand my career and i was like, I'm just gonna see when that arrived and it's got sent on like the 22nd and i was like okay yeah sure that mm-hmm. makes sense i've mentioned before that um when during the eclipse um on the 10th of june in gemini which is my house of um technology and um, communication and it was the it was the eclipse that also um the moon was in gemini but the sun so the sun was in gemini but the moon was in sagittarius and sagittarius my house is um about kind of like broadening broad horizons and things? And on that day, I got an email uh, with Soul Circus. So I got the email, which is like very much communication-based about sharing knowledge and going and working with them. And so, and I was like literally on the day of the eclipse and I've been telling everyone to look at their emails, to look out for this and that. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm always just getting little nudges in that way. Um, I always seem to get an ex contacting me during my pre-retrograde <laughs> right, as if they're doing it on purpose, but they like don't follow test. astrology. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's... it's yes, prodding
0: everyone.
1: you a little bit. Totally. <laughs> it's like, yeah, hi. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when I read people's charts and they're like, I can't believe that you know so much about me through just this. So there's just so many ways it's reinforced to me constantly. Um, and I have no doubt about it in my mind. And I know there are people out there that aren't so sold on it, and that's completely up to them. I'm not here on a crusade to change anyone's minds. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to share knowledge if people want to come to me for that knowledge.
0: But on that, do you think how do you think people can use astrology as a practical tool to kind of help with their everyday lives or any problems coming up
1: um I think astrology is a really useful tool because for me I use astrology above everything else as the self-development method Mm. um I use it as a way of connecting with myself of um asking like how do I feel today could this be because the moon is here like oh okay look um you know the mars is conjunct neptune that's going to bring these kind of like tensions in me and it's a chance then to ask myself questions about okay now you know why this is happening like it's your choice of how you react to it mm. so it's a lot about being reactionary um, and how we actually can choose our emotional um, kind of yeah how we emotionally respond to things um, I love using the moon's phases I love using new moons to set intentions I love holding the space for other women to do that as well I find that really powerful and using full moons to release because I think we can whether or not you believe in astrology or not taking two times in your month to set intentions and goals of what you want to bring into your life and then to also spend a bit of time releasing yourself of restrictive or negative beliefs these are really really powerful things to do regardless of whether you use the stars or not so I think that everyone can connect to themselves on a deeper level and step into their higher vibration using these tools so I would you know there's so so many ways that can be positive
0: I think yeah I agree um was it Saturday I messaged you and I was like I'm feeling really tired and like I don't want to do anything and then you explained it was because we moved into cancer season and I was just like oh yeah and then you gave the practical tips like gratitude list um I think for me it was socializing which I was going to do anyway the gratitude list And something else, I forget what it was, but it was three things that I was already doing for that day. And I felt so much better after I'd done them. So I think, yeah, everyone could use a bit of astrology in their lives to kind of understand why they're feeling the way they feel. And then kind of makes you feel less that way once you know why you feel that way, if that makes sense.
1: Totally. Yeah, I really, really agree. And it stops us beating ourselves up so much about Mm, it. Definitely. Kind of getting stuck in our head about it and also wondering like oh my god is this going to last forever or you know is this going to be <laughs> like this for like days and days so it almost yeah it gives us a reason and once we have a, a once we have knowledge about something then it becomes easier to adjust to I think and then like you say we can look at um, practical ways to like raise our vibe or to at least allow ourselves that time that we need to be emotional or to be tired um before a new uh, for a new moon I was super super knackered so I just make sure that I don't schedule in too much stuff that's going to be like socializing mm. or going out and if I need to have a nap I don't you know sit at my desk and think I'm just going to power through because yeah I have to I'm just like no I'm going to honor myself with a 20 minute cat nap, and it's going to be so much better for me. So, yeah, it's about getting to know ourselves on a deeper level.
0: Mm. It's so weird, isn't it? That as humans, we don't allow ourselves that time to rest when we're feeling knackered. We just, like you say, just power through when that's probably going to be more detrimental to the work that we're doing anyway. Absolutely. No, I totally, totally
1: agree. I mean, burnout is such a millennial thing. You know, I feel Mm. like we coined the phrase of burnout because it just so much like stimulus encouraging us to like push, push, push. It was the era of hustle of like having all like the side hustles as well. You just had to do as much as you could um, to like claw your way to the top whereas now everything I read about the like Gen Z is coming up is right alignment over hustle I'm not gonna push myself too hard I'm gonna honor rest I'm gonna honor the fact that I need time off but I still think with people of our generation you and I we still have that mentality of well if you want to be a success you've got to work hard for it you've got like push yourself to the point of being like knackered that's when you know that you've done well and it's just such a weird mindset to have and yet a really insidious one and a really hard one to get out of so again like working with the moon's phases knowing that if the moon is in cancer or knowing if the moon is in Pisces you know a water sign it's like be feel more intuitive like be have more rest if the moon is in a fire sign then do something that's going to lift you up. Make you feel passionate. Like um, use that uh, physical energy to g you
0: up a bit more.
1: Uh, yeah. So it's a way of also making the most of your own energy as and when.
0: Also, I think like the other issue we have is building a business on Instagram because you're seeing everybody else around you. I don't know about you, but when I set up into the wild healing, I the accounts that I follow are all quite similar in that they're in the similar space. And you're constantly bombarded with what they're doing. And it makes you think like if you take the foot off your foot off the pedal, it's just all gonna fall apart because of the the dreaded algorithm, which kind of makes your posts invisible if you need to take a break. It's um it's an interesting way to work, I think, isn't it? Setting up a business on Instagram.
1: It has <laughs> so many positives. Mm. You know, you and I are talking here because of it. I've met some incredible yeah. people. My whole business Based on Instagram. So I have so many great things to say about it. And I feel very lucky that um, it's brought me to the place I am now. But also, there are so many ways I think you have to be careful with it. Um, so much like false information coming from there. I think you have to also take things with a pinch of salt. Um, you have to be aware that people might be giving advice out that they're not necessarily taking themselves um yeah and it can it sucks you in and you Mm. you start to think well if I like you say if I take my foot off the pedal um if I take a break then I'm just gonna lose the momentum that I've gained and that's not a great way of thinking about things I actually um I got really ill in November December time um I had like a super inflamed like bowel and I couldn't do anything for about two months. Even posting on Instagram was such an effort. And I think I was doing like two or three posts a week. And at the time, being so ill, I you, when you're in the midst of it, you can't think of any reason why there can be a positive. And you're, you know, you really struggle. You're like, okay, there must be a reason the universe is presenting me with this challenge. And I didn't know what it was at the time. So it just felt wretched. And looking back now, I actually think it was really. Great in retrospect because it I did take essentially two months where I couldn't do as much as I wanted to do on Instagram where I wasn't building my following where I wasn't showing up as much as possible as much as I as I wanted to and I'm still here you know still got a thriving business so it's kind of given me that inner knowledge that you know if I do take two or three days off it's not the end of the world so yeah now I look back to that period and think that was a good lesson for me thanks universe you've shown that you can take time off, that we can't be stuck onto there. We can't be like a slave to the algorithm. We can't be like a slave (laughs) to this platform. But yeah, I mean, how do you feel about the fact that um, they're slowly removing the like, that you can't see how many likes pictures have got? What do you feel about that?
0: I thought that was an optional thing that you could do yourself. Are they getting rid of it completely?
1: I know that it's optional at the moment, but I think they are thinking of phasing it out. That's what I've read.
0: Oh, and why why is that to stop people
1: I think it's too because they want they say it's because they want people to focus more on the content that they're putting out rather than mm. just pandering to the like machine um which is an interesting way I mean I don't know how I feel about it yeah I don't know <laughs> I don't... my followers I've never bought a single follower on Cosmic she know no. you've never bought a follower mm. I just think the point unless you want to look like you are more successful than you are, which in the end is going it's to be detrimental. To you.
0: Really, really damaging to buy followers, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, they're just like bots that come from like a a farm. They call them farms, don't they? Um, yeah, and they don't interact with your posts and stuff. So in the, that just drives the engagement down, and then your actual followers yeah. aren't going to see your content anymore. So. Yeah, and if it's really
1: because well, they have weird names yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you've got someone's profile and they've got like 20,000 followers but on their posts they've got mm. like 20 like posts and things. Yeah. So then you and I look at that and I think okay that's interesting like just you know for whatever reason you've decided that you want to buy followers that's fine I'm not here to get into the discussion about that but I do feel that if they remove the like function mm. it's going to be harder to see Who's genuine and who's like putting mm. the work? But at the end of the day, I mean, who cares? it doesn't really matter. But all I know is that when you do put the effort into creating a community, yes. a spiritual community online, if you put in the effort, you're rewarded so fully. Mm. um Because I've made like connections on Instagram with Cosmic Cures that have just been so so empowering um that like it's just been wonderful and I know that they're going to continue for a long time Mm. yet so
0: yeah definitely it's kind of like for me I don't know about for you as well but like a real positive that came out of lockdown was kind of similarly to you I before I was doing this I was a music journalist and before lockdown I was kind of getting a bit like I'd I'd also travelled around the world, been to like Nashville to report on an event there and Romania and all different places, which was amazing. But I was getting to the point where I was just like, I don't want to be stood around in a nightclub at 3am by myself on the other side of the world. I want to be in my pyjamas at like nine. Um, So I'd slowly started to kind of move toward wellbeing journalism. Um, And then, yeah, the pandemic hit and I kind of focused on the other thing that was my passion but yeah the the connections that I've made through Instagram have been like amazing I've met some amazing people um from it so it is also it's a really great tool definitely you got any tips for like showing up authentically on Instagram that people could follow (laughs)
1: um I think just always respond to what is your followers like so don't do like vanity posting um do things that you think that they are going to genuinely get a lot out of like I always try and be really transparent with Cosmic Heels about why I'm posting stuff I always try and make it very educational I always want people to feel like they are learning and mm. that they're also getting kind of some sort of um I guess like empowerment from reading the posts mm. whether that's because they're given an activity to do or whether it's because then they feel that they understand themselves a bit more um I always try and um do like stories where I'm yeah just being like very honest with who I am I'm not trying to pretend I'm anyone else uh, as in like being a bit goofy I suppose but then also wanting to like share my knowledge of things um, I always respond to DMs um, if people ask me questions I'm always going to try and answer them with as much detail as possible and the newsletter gave me a really good chance to do that as well uh, and it's all just kind of sprung on out from that and I think now people do come to Cosmic Cures because they like want information and they trust it so I think that's one that I feel like I've created a platform that people trust and that also inspires people and the feedback that I've got from you know the followers has also been that they have they feel like they are more in touch with themselves because of Cosmic Cures and that's amazing like that's all I want to carry on doing now that's mm. that's the real um thrust behind it
0: yeah I definitely agree with that I've learned so much from following your page and connecting with you so much about myself about how how to set up my week sometimes as well because I know what's coming up but yeah it's it's really great and I think like i said yeah everybody should definitely come to you and have a and have a reading so they can see where they're at yeah. um but how can people work with you right now so Oh, there's so many, there's a bunch
1: of ways. Um, You can come and have one-on-one readings. So I do do readings either via Zoom or uh, I create a Cosmic Blueprint, which is essentially a beautiful document that reads your birth chart, tells you all about your kind of star-given potential. So that's one way. Um, I do uh, coaching sessions, so Mm one-to-one coaching, and that is using your birth charts. So I'll read your birth chart and then that's kind of like the jumping off point to have weekly one-to-one sessions um where we talk about what it is that you want to change in your life you know I've got women that are there because they really want to change their career so we're working on doing that and with a lot of this it comes out of stepping away from their comfort zone so we use a lot of the nodal work um we just look at where you have these hot spots in your chart they're gonna um limit you from stepping outside your comfort zone we work with that um and so, yeah, you can do the coaching. Um, I've got subscription. So you can join the Cosmic Cure subscription and every month you get uh, three different guides. So there's a monthly one that tells you literally every single day of the month what the energy is going to be. It gives you a journaling prompt for each day. Uh, it also kind of gives you overviews and checklists. And then you also get a full moon and a new moon uh, guidebook. And then I hold my new moon ceremonies, which are via Zoom, which are just a chance to set intentions, reduce some visualization. Um, those are yeah, really, really powerful. So they're an hour and a half each time. And I've got women that come back every, every month for those, which is just so inspiring because I love the fact that yeah, we're creating this community. Um so I feel oh and I've got crystal healing course uh mm. that I also created. Um so you can do the crystal course and I'm actually in the process of I'm gonna create another course very soon. Um I need to I'm gonna think I'm gonna literally go onto Instagram and ask the followers to help me choose what it's gonna be about. So I'm either mm. thinking about doing a, a beginner's guide to astrology, like a beginner's mm. guide to reading your birth chart, uh, or it might be that I'm also considering doing a um more of kind of like a uh, astrology for entrepreneurs or business starters because oh. I've started a few my time so how to mm. use your own birth chart and astrology to set up on your own in that way. Um or I mean I've had a lot of calls to do a a crystal healing course but and like an advanced course. So I'm gonna put it out there, see what comes back. But I feel yeah really ready to create the next course. So that's mm. on the horizon as well. So there's loads
0: going on. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, it's limitless basically isn't it the um the astrology for it on Pretty much. sounds amazing. I would definitely sign up for that one. Yeah, I think that's gonna be quite popular. I've been thinking about that. For a while. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, yeah, and the subscriptions also an absolute bargain to get all of that is just great. You put yeah, in yeah. so much effort into the guides and everything. And how? Thanks. Yeah, must, I'm really. Proud of you. Mm, you must feel so much more fulfilled now doing, following your passion.
1: Yeah, massively so. Um, I mean, I I definitely won't give up the travel writing, the food and drink writing um, for good, because I still love to do that. And i am still got such a, oh, travel <laughs> one the last thing me at the moment. I might get me to Asia. Uh, but, yeah, I feel... Now that I am on like such like totally the right path for me and what's just so beautiful is I've never felt like I was on the wrong path you know all the time I was doing journalism it was just exactly right for me it's exactly what I wanted and I feel like I manifested that lifestyle um because I just thrived on it and now I feel like I've naturally just transformed and evolved into what I'm supposed to be doing so with all of these things I'm just excited to see what comes next I um, no, I want to write a book one day I have no doubt that I will write a book one day um Cosmic Cures related so that's in my future uh what uh, whereabouts in my future? I'm not sure. Possibly in uh, some sort of 11th house transit because that's the house of a that was more kind of like spreading out there. So we'll
0: see. I don't know. But yeah, I'm excited by it all. Sounds exciting. I'm excited for you. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, could you give us a couple of tips, maybe three tips for people listening to this to help manifest the dream job, the life that they want? What can they do practically? So,
1: with manifestation, so much of it comes down to trust. Uh, I'd say trust in yourself, so trust in your own skills, but also trust that the universe has got your back. And that's not to say that then you can completely like just sit around on your ass and you know wait for it all to come to you. I think that everything that I've achieved in life has been a really great balance of being proactive and having a vision of what I want and doing everything in my power to go after that. But also then just having that trust of, you know what, if I do send these emails out, then I'm going to get a positive response. So having trust in the universe, believing that what you want to happen is a possibility. That's like the key to manifestation. So I'd say that was like number one. Um, Number two, uh, surround yourself with people that believe in you. It's a really, really important thing. Um, Share what you want to do. Don't keep it inside. Like, don't keep it a secret. Tell people what you want to do. Don't be so fearful of failure that you kind of want to keep it to yourself um, in case it doesn't happen, Um, you know, because that's not helping anyone. Like, go and tell your friends, tell your family, tell people that you trust who are going to be your cheerleaders, because they're going to get you through the times where you feel that it's not working out or that you're not good enough. They're going to be the ones that say, no, but you're great at this. You're great at that. Have you thought about doing it this way? So, yeah, share your dream um, with people that are going to elevate you and help you expand um and the third one is probably Feel gratitude for what you have at the moment. Never trying to be, there's two motivations for things in life. There's either the motivation because we're trying to move away from something, or there's the motivation because we're trying to pull towards something. And the latter is always more strong. It's always so much stronger in life if you're working towards something and if you're retreating from something. So never go after your dream because you're running away from something. Always be embracing something new and so this is where this whole uh mantra of this or something better comes in which I love you know you have the gratitude for what you have at this moment because it is so wonderful but then also think I'm also ready to bring in more into my life and I'm here for it so I'd say yeah those three things
0: I love that definitely big one for me as well is trust and that's something that you have to work daily at trust just trusting that it will happen it will come to you when it's ready and not kind of like putting up I spent so many years like if something wasn't happening having that kind of like barrier up and wanting to force it into happening which Mm -hmm. I know now later on in life that is that has the opposite effect you've just got to be open open to it happening as it needs to happen and trust yeah great ah thank you um, I feel very empowered from that little chat. Definitely. Oh, um, I really loved it. I've loved, yeah, talking okay. all things cosmic with you. It's been okay. really fun. Great. Thank you for being my first guest on the podcast as well. Um yeah. if if people want to stay in touch with you, how can they find you? <sighs> So on Instagram, it's best
1: for doing it, cosmic underscore cures. Uh, so just join up there. And then the link in my bio, you can also join the free newsletter. And there's links there to join the subscription and to do all those kind of things. Uh, and then if you want to email me, then uh, it's bex at cosmiccures.co.uk.
0: So yeah, just get in contact. Say hello. Amazing. I'm excited for the future for you and looking forward to seeing seeing what comes up next.
1: Yeah, me too. Thanks, babe.
0: Thank you.